Inside Columbia with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9, The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable. Fred Perry, your host this morning, Todd Cauley, CEO and General Manager of Boone Electric Cooperative, is here as our guest in the studio. And uh, we've been hearing about the fascinating history of the Boone Electric Cooperative. It's uh, uh, really a great, great tradition uh, here in Boone County and, and a big, big part of our fabric as a community. And so um, you've got a brand new uh building planned uh you know it's interesting uh when you drive around rural parts of america uh you suddenly come upon this really nice looking building and it's always the rural electric cooperative you know and so you may have one of the older buildings in the in the uh in the mix but you're getting ready to to uh, go through a little bit of a transformation with your building correct yes that's right the last several years uh we've dealt with uh some increasing maintenance issues yeah. there and you'd, some of it you'd have to see to believe. I remember walking in the office one day and part of the ceiling fell and it was water soaked and it was in the engineering department and that ceiling was all over the, the electronic equipment, Ooh, the keyboards, yeah. your standing water. So you had an electrical yeah. issue. I saw the pictures of your roof on, on your, on your uh, website. So that's really, uh, that, uh, that is a pretty serious problem. But, well, uh, there's some safety aspects there too. In yeah. the mornings, if you were to see those trucks pull out, they're, they're actually too wide to get out of those doors without pulling all those mirrors in. See? Oh. And then their proximity to each other, you can't hardly walk between those trucks. Mm. And so they were. these garages were built in a day where things were a lot smaller. Yeah. So, so you th- keep your vehicles in garages at night? Oh, yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's we, interesting. Yeah, we sure do. It's, yeah. it's, they, you get a lot longer life yeah, out of them if you can keep the temperatures more even. Yeah. Yeah. And when there's an ice storm, you can get out, out a lot easier, it's, too. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's yeah. handy if you can actually get in the vehicle yeah. to then make a quick. So you have to think kind of like a fire station. Yeah. And in the old days, like if you're in a parade, you see this, the old fire truck comes through the parade, and you think about what that looks like in your mind. Yeah. How much more narrow it is. Yeah. And today, we're much thicker, much mm-hmm. wider with yeah. these vehicles, much heavier and the turning radius with the longer wheelbases, it's really, really difficult. Uh, I encourage people to see that. If they ever want to come by and watch that morning activity, yeah. we'll be at a safe distance. And, and uh, so, yeah, there's some structural things we need to do. So, but with the new building, I call it new building, but it's only partially new. Okay. Because we've got a lot of good concrete in that place. We've got a lot of good steel. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's actually three buildings there. Okay. And the one you see is the 19, I think, 52 building. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's got some issues. That's going to go away and be more of, it, there won't be anything built. The latest plan I've looked at is that's going to be more green space. Okay. Okay. So All we're right. still tweaking our design a little bit. Yeah. But a lot of what's behind there, the 70s and 90s buildings, can be taken down to their kind of skeletal set. Right. And then, and then, modified from there so for our listeners that don't know where you currently are you are at the intersection of range line and i-70 uh if people remember the restaurant everett's uh you were right next to them uh you're kind of uh uh they're on range line uh north of family pond and uh south of what used to be everett's now you now own that property where everett's was is that correct uh yes that's correct between 
Range Line and Providence. Okay. So that section through there, and that's part of a longer term uh, development for yeah. us. And that used to be a trailer park, I think, a long time yes, ago. Yes, at one point yeah. that that was. So where will the new building be? Will it be basically on its current footprint? Yeah. If you so if you're standing out front and you see our front lobby today. Uh, I'm going to guess that the new lobby is going to be a little bit to the right of that, mm-hmm. and it'll be kind of a centering piece, and then still facing that direction. I think you'll see a larger community room. It'll be off to your left, mm-hmm. and then our kind of headquarters building, the the office part of the building, will kind of be more to the right. Okay, and then the garage is kind of running from a east west orientation mm-hmm. and maybe even a slight northwest orientation in there so we're, we're the key with this right now with interest rates down around two percent for us yeah uh and looking at the cost because we can there's some refurbishing we can do for about eight or nine million dollars right now that's a 20-year fix but Band-Aid. that on top yeah. with the maintenance yep we're still looking at it and a longer term need so yeah. we're we're looking at a 50 year need here and so it's going to be in the ballpark of 25 million yeah. but it's the least expensive option as we look forward because this is a, this is truly an essential service mm-hmm. that we do need to maintain and when you look at the cost of money and other factors with staff age and on all that we've got all the capacity right now that to recognize that this is a window in time to do this yeah because i know what's going to happen in 10 years if we kick the can down the road is that I'm going to come back and say, "Hey, I need 35 million yeah. now." Yep. And uh, and interest rates now are six percent. Right. Yeah. So well, we did do a modest rate adjustment effective this last month. Most mm-hmm. of our members should not have felt it due to the cooler weather that we had. Oh yeah. And there's mm-hmm. overall, on average, we've had about six percent less sales over that time. Mm-hmm. The rate increase was in the neighborhood of about five percent. And so the weather itself kind of negated that, at least in the short term. But what we did there for our building costs should carry us through on the building cost side. Yeah. But we do have stability with our wholesale rates as we look forward. And so I know 10 years from now, looking back, I'm going to say that was the window to do it. Yeah. How do you finance a project like that? Well, we have a cooperative bank. Oh, okay. And that we all formed. So we got off of borrowing money from the government. Right. And we were one of the first to do that. We were early on, too. Boone's been pretty progressive. Yeah. And so it is a cooperative bank of which we have the opportunity to sit on the board. And just coincidentally, our board president, Joel Bullard, is the past president of the subsidiary organization of that bank that also loans for special projects to electric co-ops around the oh, U.S. fascinating. And okay. so you talk about locally owned and governed. So we're essentially borrowing from ourselves, yeah. even though they're located in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And they're great. So yeah. in, a, in an emergency situation, we've got healthy equity right now. It's a phone call. They wire the money. And they're just great to work with. And, of yeah. course, we're very careful with doing that. But mm-hmm. there's there's a balance. So the building itself is going to look mostly new to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of it is going to be from what we've had that we've got out there today that we can refurbish. Yeah. Now, as we get into it, invariably, things are going to change. And there'll be some things that I say here that might end up being a little different, but it's the best intelligence we've got at this moment. Yeah, good. So do you expect the customer experience to be any different as a result of the new headquarters? I So that is kind of a challenge long term, mm-hmm. just in general. My expectation is that we will, it, we will be, have just as good, if not better, 
interactions and experiences for our members. We mm-hmm. want to be really easy to use. People, our members tell us that when they call us, they love being able to get a live person pretty easily. Oh, yeah. They love walking in, being able to see a smiling face. Mm-hmm. They'll come through the drive-through because they know who's in there, and it's kind of the same routine each right. one. They like that. Yep. They own us. Mm-hmm. So this is their co-op. Right. They're invested. And so yeah. we're the. So I tell the folks, you know, the employees that work there, that we're the employees of the moment. Mm-hmm. This is their co-op. Yeah. And you better listen to them. Yeah. And as simple as that sounds, it's highly effective. So. Yeah. We want to. We still want to uh, create a nice atmosphere for our members to interact with us, uh, but we do want to keep them a little bit isolated from some of our heavy trucks that come in and out. Mm-hmm. Today that mixes, oh. so we'll have we'll want to have separate entrances yeah. just from the safety perspective. Yeah. And you're going to feel more comfortable walking across a parking lot when they're not expecting an 18-wheeler mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to come through. You've kind of amassed a nice little campus there around your building. And, and uh, are there long-term plans for the development of that campus? Or is it, uh, I know this is going to be a big piece of it, but uh, any uh, can you shed any light on what you're thinking down the road for the, for the whole campus? Well, long-term, we do own some properties along the business loop right. now. Mm-hmm. And we are very interested in seeing the Community Improvement District continue its good work. And I love what they've been doing out there the last couple the days. The banners look great. Yes. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, they do. And a little bit of color. And we've got the pop-up park that's there. And long term, you know, that looks promising. Mm -hmm. And we want to be a part of beautifying and and creating commerce in that area, especially since it's right off I-70. It's a great location. And we looked at Greenfield sites, the board did a few years ago Mm -hmm. for this headquarters project, and said, no, we're right where we need to be. Yeah. And and they had the foresight to see that. So we do have some surrounding properties that adjoin us that we own. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll continue to look at that mm-hmm. as opportunities come up down the road, kind of yeah. taking that 50-year uh, – we've got a 50-year planning horizon yeah. On, yeah. on that. Wow, that's but, impressive. But right now, with the cost of money as low as it is, what we really want to do is expand the capacity of the existing site – in particular to how it can help our operations department with the trucks and the garages. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're looking at a change in the orientation on part of this new garage system. It's going to require some elevation changes. And, uh, but that gives us a new capacity that we didn't have before. And then 20, 30 years from now, at least more of our south side of the campus open for additional expansion if needed. Yeah. So the folks that replace us after we're long retired, right. long gone, can then say, okay, hey, they left us the whole south side to work with. Yeah, that's good. And so that's that's kind of the long the long term plan. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the upcoming um, uh, meeting on July 10th. One of the seven wonders of Boone County uh, for me has always been the annual uh, Boone Electric Cooperative meeting or, and picnic. Uh, why five or six thousand people show up for an annual picnic is is uh, beyond me, but it is impressive the number of people that participate uh, in this annual meeting. And so this year is a little different. Uh, you're going to uh, you, because of COVID nineteen, you you have to do it a little different. Tell tell us about that. Yes, well, I'll tell you, we get a good crowd because the members recognize it's their co-op. Uh-huh. That's so neat, yeah. It's, and and yeah, the fried chicken that. helps a little bit, too. Yes. Yeah, so now, this year is going to be a lot different. We uh-huh. won't have the food, right. and we're going to have two locations. They're drive-through locations. Mm-hmm. So the members will remain in their cars, and they'll be just following the vehicle in front mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And they'll have the opportunity to register 
and vote, and then they'll be in the mix. We're going to have 25 cash uh, prizes that they'll find out later about okay. after the meeting. But if they show up and register, mm-hmm. and they then they're attending as they come through, then they'll qualify, or they will receive a $35 electric credit. That's awesome. And so that's important to get that word out. Yeah. Uh, now, that's whether they go to Battle High School that's out there on East St. Charles Road. Mm-hmm. We'll have mm-hmm. employees out there to help. Or if they come to our main office at 1413 Range Line, yeah. we'll have folks there, too. And so they, they, you know, that's the easiest $35 they can make. They can stay in their car. They can stay comfortable. They can stay safe. Are you worried about traffic jams on Range Line? At this point, we're not because it's going to start at 9 a.m. Uh-huh. And it will go until 6 p.m. Okay. And because it's spread out... We think we're going to be okay. We've yeah. got enough capacity in there to adjust mm-hmm. if we need to. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll, we have already coordinated with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. We'll do some more of that. <laughs> right. Because we certainly don't want to have a problem with folks coming off I-70 in a hurry yeah. and trying to go southbound range line and then run into, you know, a lot of traffic in a hurry. So yeah. that's something that we've always kept a, kept an eye on. But, but yeah, we'd like to do, we'd like to have the meeting like we've always had. And uh, the board considered a lot of different options on it, um, and I think this is probably the best option mm-hmm. uh, for us for the time being. And hopefully, we only have to do it here just this year. Yeah. Uh, but we'll pay attention just in case it's a, it's a, it's something that we might have to do maybe one more time. Yeah. You have mentioned your board uh, several times, and and uh, if you go online and, and look at your board. Uh, it is a pretty impressive group of, of rural Boone Countyans, and I even see a county commissioner from Randolph County on your board. Um, but it's uh, tell me about the role that the board plays in, in, uh, in uh, cooperative operations. Right. So we have nine board members elected by the membership, uh-huh. and that's they are the ultimate governing authority. So they're like at the 30,000-foot level, and so they'll set uh, and discuss the financial issues, establish policies, and, and and monitor other issues that are facing the cooperative. And they'll basically say, hey, this is the direction that we want to go. And so my role, and working with my leadership team, mm-hmm. we take action on that and then provide feedback to them, let them know how we're doing. When we come back. When we come back from this break, we'll talk more about uh, your board of directors and and uh, some of their responsibilities in, in keeping the cooperative moving forward. We are visiting with Todd Coley, who is the CEO and uh, general manager of Boone Electric Cooperative. Uh, annual meeting coming up on July 10th, not too far from here. We'll continue our conversation right after this break. You are listening to the CEO Roundtable Show on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. He's breaking down what's going on inside Columbia. It's Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable. Fred Perry, your host this morning. We are visiting with Todd Cauley, General Manager and CEO of Boone Electric Cooperative. Uh, Todd, you guys were in the, the news this week uh, because um, uh, it involved a feline. It involved a rescuing a cat. Tell us about the circumstances that led to Boone Electric Cooperative getting involved in that. So you're like me. I heard about it and saw the, I think it's on our Facebook 
page, but apparently somebody had a family pet, in this, in this case a cat, that was high up in a tree. And I may get some of the details wrong because I'm hearing it maybe third hand, but what I understand is this cat was pretty high up, high enough that the fire department was not able to reach it. Wow. And uh, so we had some qualified climbers. Uh, and their names are out there. I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm going to be careful to not mention a wrong name. Uh-huh. But we, there's always a few people behind the scenes. But they climbed this tree. So this was not a bucket truck. This was men climbing a tree. Yeah. Wow. And then rappelling back down. And, and so it was quite the effort. So I understand this cat was up there for maybe six days wow. and through a couple different storms and all that heat. Hmm. And uh, it was very happy to be on the ground I and bet. back with the owner. And, wow. And what's interesting is, see, that all happened just on the fly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have such a culture that yeah. we knew who was working where, they were coming by, and they just took care of that thing. And by the time the word got to me, the cat's at home and happy. Yeah, right? that's awesome. I love that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And so if that, to me, demonstrates, you know, it's kind of a commitment to community. Yeah. But that kind of shows you who we are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's one of the things we really didn't plan to talk about. But, I, you know, it's sort of the 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 culture in your company is very community oriented and you guys uh, are very invested in your local communities. Uh, I, uh, I know that when terrible things happen in other parts of the country and world, uh, quite often uh, a group from Boone Electric is deployed to go help out when we've had a hurricane or an ice storm in other areas. Talk about that, uh, that arrangement. Yeah, a mutual assistance program that we have not only through the state between us, but also nationally. And and depending on the severity of the of the storm or the effects of the storm, uh, different states that get involved. And there's tears, and, and you know, the farther out they go, the uh, you know, the worse it is. And so mm-hmm. we've been involved with several of those over the years, several named storms. We even had an inland hurricane here a number of years ago Hmm. down in southern Missouri that just leveled everything, you know, Hmm. out in the forest and caused a lot of damage to the electrical system. And so we've done from ice storms to to hurricanes to tornadoes. And and, uh, we've even done some international work in some areas that have had civil war like South Sudan. Uh, and then we've been in Liberia just after Ebola. We sent a couple wow. guys in there. Mm. Uh, Guatemala, um, Bolivia, Haiti, and I might be missing one or two. Yeah, um, but you know these guys—they sign up to be linemen. Uh, they're working, you know, here in Mid Missouri, and next thing you know, they're in a third world country. So it's, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, and believe it or not, they're they're using some of their vacation time to volunteer to to do these trips wow. so just because you want to go isn't enough you, yeah you got to give yeah to be a part of it wow and that's that's been a wonderful program so yeah we do have a good mutual aid network and and you know we early on activated it given the current situation we're dealing with with covid mm-hmm. and so we're you know monitoring who's where how they do and how they feel and who's working with who who's exposed to who for all the contact tracing and all that mm-hmm. so it's a totally different environment for us and We've quite honestly, I've been very proud of how the employees and the board have responded to it. The board's given us the flexibility to kind of do what we need to do to keep employees safe so we can continue to meet the basic needs of the membership. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to butcher the name, but is, is it the Boone Electric Community Trust? Or, That's correct. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that organization and, and, and what it does. So you have nine independent trustees that, that volunteer to, to serve on that trust. Mm. 
And so when I mean independent, that means completely removed from administration and mm. the rest of us. And they, there's an application process. Again, you can see it on the website or you can call us at 449-4181 local and we can get you an application. And that trust, I believe the trust meets every other month. They've got committees established. They will categorize the request in, into different areas. And essentially, like, like they, they'll fund bricks and mortar and project-based activities for nonprofits mm. all throughout this region. Yeah. So the recipients do not have to be members of the electric co-op right. to, to benefit from this. And so, you know, there's been a lot of benefit to the, as far as community development and on the social side yeah. uh, with this trust over the years. So, uh, yeah, the board, again, decades ago had the foresight to, to start that mm-hmm. and members can voluntarily uh, sign up to do Operation Roundup and round their bill up to the next dollar oh, yeah. with the difference going to the trust. Yeah. And we have a couple other programs. Uh, one's called Cash, one's called Help, and one benefits, I believe, senior citizens that have trouble paying their bill, and other mm-hmm. benefits uh, like a single parent with kids trying to pay their bill. Mm-hmm. And so there's a big heart uh, behind the scenes there uh, that the that the cooperative demonstrates, and the trust is just but one way that, that we do that. Yeah. Another question we haven't talked about, but uh, many years ago, I found myself on the uh, unclaimed property list uh, with the state of Missouri. I moved out of state, and and uh, but as it, when I did some research, it turns out it was a dividend check from Boone Electric Cooperative. Is that something that, that the electric cooperatives still do? Do they still actually cut dividend checks to people? In in certain circumstances, we can, but mm-hmm. essentially, uh, uh, that can roll over to credit your bill. Okay, if you yeah. want to do that, you have yeah. several options. Some people take it and they'll donate it to a community cause. We've yeah. got a list of those, and so you'll receive an election notice as far as how do you want that treated hmm. for yourself. Yeah. Now, if you were to move away and we can't find you, yeah. we look for you for yeah. a year or two. And we're like, we can't find them. Instead of us now turning that money over to the state, yeah, we sit. It goes over to the trust. Oh, good for you. That's and great. So that helps yeah. build that trust up. Yeah. And then if you were to resurface ten years later and say, "Hey, I just saw this. I want, <laughs> we'll still get you that money." All right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I want to talk a little bit while we can because uh, you know the electric cooperatives are so important to rural America, and in some respects, you know things are tough in rural America, and, and I guess I would. Uh, want to get your perspective as as the director of a local cooperative um what are you seeing in rural boone county rural missouri uh the five or six counties that you you serve what are the challenges right now well i think there are a lot of challenges and i think this last the last several months here have had like a multiplication factor on some of the challenges that we've seen for years and so we recognize that and Overall, in this area, our unemployment rate right now is not as high as what the state is, mm-hmm. not as high as what other states are in the nation, mm-hmm. but we still have employees affected by uh, the current environment. Uh, not employees, I'm sorry, members right. uh, that are impacted uh, from what's going on with the pandemic, whether they've been furloughed or laid off or there's uncertainty. We recognize that. And so if 
if you are one of those members that's in that boat, just reach out to us mm. and we'll work with you. We'll, yeah. Even if you can just pay a little bit right now to kind of keep up, mm-hmm. uh, that that helps. But we're exercising a lot of flexibility because we recognize that there's a lot of challenges out there. Mm-hmm. And that's part of really what the cooperative is about. Now, it's not about giving away the whole store right. and then it can't function itself, right. but it has to be empathetic to its members. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've we've de- we continue to demonstrate that uh, as the situation merits. But out in rural America, it you know you're seeing challenges with healthcare and consolidation and healthcare, and that's not my area of expertise. Yeah, uh, you're seeing infrastructure issues, either a lack thereof or aging infrastructure. We're seeing that in our industry. I think that's something that has to be addressed. And the easiest way to address it is if you've got a little bit of economic growth. Yep. Yep, and that helps stave off that upfront cost. And so you play a major role in 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 economic growth because uh, as you look at your planning over the the next few years, you mentioned earlier you have a fifty year plan, which is pretty impressive. But but as you, um, um, I know that there was a big project out at the Columbia Regional Airport a few years ago, and Boone Electric sort of was sort of. Uh, you know, smoothing the path to make that happen by by getting adequate power out there is that something? How how much of of a part of your job is that planning for future growth? Well, it's a it's a big part. I mean, we combine that with the aging infrastructure that we have. We still have a lot of copper line out there that we can replace with more superior conductor. Uh, and and as we do that, uh, and then look for areas, you know, look for avenues to help members in those areas. Uh, and and drive some economic growth. We mm-hmm. we do that whether it's a new industrial park or new development and how we build new three phase service in. You know we try to think ahead. How can we attract additional business? Because with just a modest amount of growth out there, it helps suppress rates for all of us long term and mm-hmm. allows us to keep up with meeting our infrastructure needs. Uh, but but overall, you know, there's bigger fish to fry i think in rural america that really supersede what we do at the electric distribution level and and i look at congressional representation i look at average you know education per capita mm-hmm. uh, measurements and and some of those bigger picture items uh, that really need would help build an economic base in rural America. You know, bringing you know some manufacturing back in yeah. to some of these areas is is going to be important for us to do. It's just one sector of of the economy. It's not all about manufacturing, but right. without it, it's going to be very difficult for us. So it's kind of you know the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You and I have had many conversations yeah. about broadband in rural Missouri and rural. Um, Boone County, but you know, it's just, uh, this, this is often an underserved population. And I don't think that people necessarily understand it's pretty expensive. Uh, when you look at the density that you have in rural parts of, of the counties you serve, uh, you have to run a lot of line, but sometimes houses and structures are miles apart. You that's know? correct. And so it's, you don't get the benefit of having a whole bunch of, of customers in one small area. Well, that's correct. But we, that's how we got started in the first place by meeting low density areas that the larger utilities wouldn't go to. So yeah. we haven't forgotten that. Yeah. But you mentioned broadband and that's something we've been very keenly attuned to for the better part of 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we know what it takes the capital investment to do that and to compete in that market. It's a different market yep. than the market we're in, but we are blessed with a number of incumbents 
in that area today that do provide those services. Mm-hmm. And so anything we could do to help them federally or yeah. legislatively that doesn't impair us, right. we're all for. And yeah. so we are running out of time again, but I want to get in one more plug for the uh, annual dinner because it is so different this year. Uh, it's coming up on Friday, July 10th. Uh, give us all the details. There's two locations you can uh, report to. And do you have to pre-register? You don't need to pre-register, but look for your rural Missouri. It's going out in the mail this week. And I know some of you uh, uh, opted out of it because you, you wanted to get it electronically instead of paper. But the July issue, we send to everybody in paper so that you can cut out your registration card. Mm. So do that and bring that uh, starting at 9 a.m. through 6 p.m. on Friday, July 10th to, to either Battle High School which is out on East St. Charles Road. And I believe there's a new roundabout there now. I'm sure there is. And uh, <laughs> There is. Or, yeah. <laughs> or our, our main office at 1413 Rangeline Street uh, right here in Columbia. And uh, Give us be, the phone number one more time just in case people... 449-4181. All right, very good. Well, what a pleasure. You and I could have talked two or three more hours here. We have uh, lots of things to cover, but uh, appreciate you taking time out on a Saturday morning to uh, join us for the roundtable program. A very interesting, oper- impressive operation you're running there at Boone Electric. So, Todd Cauley, he is the general manager and ceo of boone electric he has been our guest uh, for this week's program we will see you next saturday morning with a brand new edition of the ceo roundtable i'm fred perry you've been listening to hot talk 93.9 the eat this city is my city and i love it yeah i love